Hello, and welcome to the best of That's What I'm Talking About with me, your host, Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, you can just call me MC. As I mentioned in last week's episode, this is not your regularly scheduled programming. That will return next week with the Lord of the Rings musical. There are links in the episode description if you wish to dive into that. It is quite a feat of theatrics that they accomplish, and I can't wait for y'all to hear the episode that is coming up next week. But first, we're going to look back over the best moments of That's What I'm Talking About from the past year or so. As requested by some of you listeners, first, you're going to hear every segment of Is Viggo Mortensen Actually a Ranger? That's why I said the past year or so, because those do go back into 2020. But you know what? We got to hear them all because Viggo Mortensen is quite a spectacle of a man. Then we'll hear some moments of me gushing and obsessing over Faramir, as one does, followed by Ethan and I arguing over the pronunciation of Gimli's father. And then I'm going to throw in a couple of my other favorite moments looking back over the past year as we finished watching the Lord of the Rings movies. We started reading The Hobbit. We finished The Hobbit. We watched all of the Hobbit movies. We watched those trippy animated movies from the 70s. What a ride that was. And of course, closed out the year with Lord of the Beans. What a year it was. And I'm so excited for next year. It's going to be a big one because we're going to start the Silmarillion. Still can't believe I'm saying that. And then, of course, the Amazon Prime series will be happening in September. If anyone knows, by the way, have they announced a title, like a, like a name of that series yet? Because calling it the Lord of the Rings Amazon Prime series is getting really annoying. But yeah, it's been such an exciting year. Next year's going to be really exciting, too, because there's going to be a whole new audience of people, I think, with this Prime series. And I'm excited for them to join in on the conversation with us. So without further ado, let's go ahead and look back at the past year. I want to do a weekly Vigo fact, specifically a weekly like, oh my god, Vigo Mortensen is air is actually Aragorn. This segment is called is Vigo Mortensen is Vigo Mortensen is Vigo Mortensen actually, actually a, a ranger? ranger? Yes, I've been waiting. <laughs> this fact is veteran swore. I just said sword. I pronounced the W in sword just now. <laughs> Veteran swordmaster Bob Anderson called Vigo Mortensen, quote, the best swordsman I've ever trained. <laughs> what now? And that concludes this segment of Is Vigo Mortensen actually a, a ranger? Actually, Aragorn, yeah. Yeah. So he, you texted me, me and Tyler the other day and said that Vigo Mortensen <laughs> is the, the second person to be put on your list of people that could punch you in the throat behind Henry yeah. Cavill. Yeah. Viggo Mortensen chipped a tooth while filming a fight sequence. He wanted Peter Jackson to super glue it back on so he could finish the scene. But Jackson took him to the dentist on his lunch break, had it patched up, and returned to the set that afternoon. That's just the stamina of Viggo Mortensen that he's like, nah, just glue it back on. We can keep going. (laughs) Oh my god. So good. Oh, also, I want to point out, this is a uh, another Viggo Mortensen fun fact. Adel, you will learn during this hour that I yes, am in please. love with Aragorn slash Viggo Mortensen, but only as Aragorn. <laughs> during uh, So during the filming for these movies, a lot of the cast took up the hobby of surfing in New Zealand. And Viggo Mortensen one day had a terrible wipeout and he totally bruised one side of his face. And the next day, the makeup artist tried to make the, they tried to cover up all the bruising and swelling, but it was just totally not working. So during this scene, when they're reading out this account 
before the battle happens, Viggo Mortensen is only filmed from one side because the other side oh, of his face is totally bruised. Yeah. They should have had where he like stepped on a rake or something. And it, <laughs> and like it, just use it where it's like, I don't know, let's just use it. Like yeah. Gandalf smacks him or something. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would have been very un-Aragorn though. But yeah, that would have yeah. been fun. Yeah. What's this rake doing in Moria? <laughs> I will say this is, and again, I've probably seen the trilogy. I don't want to be hyperbolic, so I'll, maybe I'll lowball it. I've seen the trilogy maybe nine times, but this is maybe the first viewing because I was watching it to discuss on a podcast, which I've never done with these movies. I really noticed for the first time his accent, like he puts a lot of mustard on the ball in terms of like, uh, there's a moment where he's like, Legolas, Gimli, like. <laughs> yeah, his, uh, his accent in this is very interesting because I can't, the, you know, movie producers and, and everyone d- they made this like executive decision that there was going to be no, there's no accent for this movie because yeah, it almost sounds like Spanish at times where he's like, mm-hmm. we must go to Mordor, and I'm like, w- nobody else has said it like that. What are you, <laughs> what are you doing? But I think he's just like, I think he's like a Daniel Day Lewis type where he's just a very intense actor. Mm-hmm. He puts in like a hundred more hours of homework than anybody else on set. So I think he was probably talking to the liturgist and being like, how do, how does Tolkien say this is said? Or like, so I think he's the one who probably did the most work. So he's yeah. correct. But it just sounds so weird. So, uh, Adol, that will bring us to this week's segment of, is Viggo Mortensen actually a ranger? Um, Viggo Mortensen kept his sword with him at all times offset so that he could remain in character. He was questioned by the police several times, apparently, after reviewing his training sessions with the sword and being spotted by members of the public. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Legolas comes in again with another ominous elf moment. Ominous elf moment. <laughs> <laughs> he has many of them. Oh, they're perfect. Uh, a red sun rises. Blood has been spilt this night. Apparently to get this shot, this like dawn, you know, as the sun is rising, whatever in the background, Vigo Mortensen persuaded the second unit team to camp out on location. And his efforts in organizing this overnight camp out were so effective that actors and crew from the other film units, including Miranda Otto, who plays Eowyn, joined in for this little camp out. I love That's that. That's very cool. <laughs> yeah, they pull out of the pile and see one of the belts that the hobbits had been wearing, and they're like, oh, they're dead. And then Aragorn, out of frustration, kicks a helmet. And listeners, this is going to be this week's segment of Is Viggo Mortensen Actually a Ranger? So when <laughs> when Aragorn, listeners, you may or may not know, I say that because this is this fun fact is like a meme in and of itself. When Aragorn kicks the helmet next to the orc pyre, he actually broke two toes. And this is the take that appeared in the final cut. Peter Jackson was impressed with the scream that Viggo Mortensen gave out um, and was later when he learned that he was injured so impressed that he continued to act and then was surprised to learn later on that Viggo Mortensen actually broke two of his toes here that has to be a hard helmet because he's wearing like 
decent shoes there, right? Yeah, which makes me it like it makes me question like did they not make like a prop helmet that was like lightweight for him to kick? Yeah, uh, or just like lighter weight. I guess not, because yeah. they um Peter Jackson talks in a, a behind the scenes feature about how like we are getting all of these takes and he was just getting better and better each take. So clearly he had been doing it you know multiple times. Yeah, it was an improv. Yeah, and then this last this last take he let out such a guttural scream and peter jackson was like that's it good job and then later on was like no i broke two toes wow so i i hope it was worth it and then um in the extras when vigo mortensen was talking about this he says that like oh well the only reason you know this fact or whatever got out about me breaking my toes because i'm an actor and the actors don't usually get hurt we should really be giving the like love and attention to stunt crew and stunt actors because they're the ones who they're they go through much worse than we do and they push onward anyway and you know the credit goes to them and i just love that little addition to this factoid because Vigo mortensen is so humble and trying to give a yeah. lot more credit to people um who often go unnoticed in in the very, film world very based very based mm-hmm. Vigo mortensen i i appreciate Hey there, it's Mary Clay from the future here with the terrible news that somehow I forgot to include the most important segment of these episodes. Is Viggo Mortensen actually a ranger? So I will I will do that now. While filming the trilogy, Viggo Mortensen got so into the role that during a conversation, Peter Jackson referred to him as Aragorn for half an hour without realizing it. I don't blame you, PJ. I don't blame you. This will bring us to this week's segment of Is Vigo Mortensen Actually a Ranger? During a take while filming the scene where he is floating down the river, Vigo Mortensen was dragged underwater and he managed to kick himself back up off of a rock, perhaps saving his life. And that concludes this week's segment of Is Vigo Mortensen Actually a Ranger? What? <laughs> yeah. So, oh my God. Kate, I don't know if you know this or not, but there are an absurd amount of trivia facts about Vigo Mortensen just being like, yeah, I I wanted to use a real sword instead of a prop sword. People in New Zealand, he would take the real sword with him to practice and he had like the police called on him multiple times. Like he's insane. It's truthfully oh crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The only fun fact I knew was the whole the helmet, helmet kicking. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so good, yeah. Uh, listeners, oh. did you know that when Viggo Mortensen kicks the helmet in two towers, Viggo Mortensen actually broke his toe there? And they <laughs> the, kept the take. The uh, the necessary thing in any Lord of the Rings watching yes. is somebody who will bring up that specific fact at that moment in time. Oh, yes. <laughs> to the point that of the, like, 12 people we had in our inner watch party watching Lord of the Rings, somebody typed in chat, Who's going to be that person? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that it's become a meme in and of itself, you know? Yes. So, yeah. So Viggo Mortensen nearly died and drowned filming this scene, but he, like, kicked himself back up to the top of the river. I feel like that should be the fact that gets shared. Like, oh, yeah, he didn't just break his toe. He almost died. I'll have to find it. I think there was a YouTube video I saw recently that was like, all the times Viggo Mortensen almost died in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Filming it, I should say. Not oh like my the times Aragorn almost died. Like, the times Viggo Mortensen almost died. <laughs> And then we cut back to Aragorn looking all bedraggled on that horse. Looks uh, rough. Rigo. Looks rough. 
This will actually bring us to this week's segment of Is Viggo Mortensen Actually a Ranger? Viggo Mortensen, while filming Lord of the Rings, was so impressed with uh, Brago, or the horse that played Brago, that he purchased him from the owners along with two other horses. Yo. He bought uh, a different horse that he used while filming Two Towers, and then this is a really really nice story he bought the white stallion that the stunt double for arwen used um because she Hmm. had grown really attached to the horse and she i'm assuming couldn't afford it so he bought the horse for her oh my gosh that's amazing Mm -hmm. and uh that concludes this week's segment of is vigo mortensen actually a ranger wow oh also actually i'll reopen the segment he also apparently bought the horse that he used when he filmed um what is it, Hidalgo? I was going to ask that, actually. Oh, I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah, so he he apparently now has a habit of buying horses nice. when he does movies with horses. <laughs> Viggo Mortensen is trilingual in English, Spanish, and Danish, and requested the script to be revised to let Aragorn speak more of his lines in Elvish. He is Aragorn. Oh, my God. Uh, I say this with the disclaimer that I'm I'm low-key running out of is Viggo Mortensen actually a ranger <laughs> trivia, but I'm hoping that because this is the last of the two towers trivia that I'll just have more in Return of the King. We'll see. Anyway, so this is an old fact that I already shared, but I now have a lot more context that makes it more fun. When filming Helm's Deep, Viggo Mortensen broke a tooth. He wanted Peter Jackson to glue it back on so he could use the pain for his character. Peter Jackson was like, no, you idiot. (laughs) And drove him to his dentist while he was still wearing his costume and covered in black orc blood. He declined to be cleaned off as it would be troublesome for continuity. (laughs) And he was back on set half an hour after finishing at the dentist. Oh my God. I respect it. (laughs) Also, actually, you know what? We'll take this moment to go into this week's segment of Is Viggo Mortensen Actually a Ranger? The (sighs) props department allowed Viggo Mortensen to do some mending of his costume from time to time, as Strider himself would have done as a ranger. And Viggo Mortensen also would offer up some suggestions and feedback regarding Aragorn's weapons. For example, he told them that Aragorn should have a small hunting bow because when he's Strider, and he's a ranger, he would need to hunt in order to survive. So Aragorn should have a hunting bow. And that was something that they hadn't even considered or thought of. That concludes this week's segment of Is Viggo Mortensen Actually a Ranger? I did not realize this man could get more attractive to me. Oh, oh, Jordan. Oh, Jordan. Maybe I'll just rewatch him opening the doors at Helm's Deep again. <laughs> Real quick, though, I need to I need to share this week's Is Viggo Mortensen Actually a Ranger fact uh, mm. Molly, I do this every week where okay. I share a real-life trivia fact about Viggo Mortensen on the filming love, of Lord of the Rings. I love I love this man. That make you go, is Viggo Mortensen actually a ranger? <laughs> um, so this is taken from an interview where people were asking him, or the interviewer was asking him, like, is it true that like you went and camped in the woods by yourself for months? And he's like, I think some of this has been exaggerated a bit. He said, I did go fishing in costume during lunch breaks when we were in more remote areas during the shoot and did tramp around in the forest a little, but I did not live in the woods in costume as some have reported. (laughs) I love that. I have definitely seen photos of of him fishing in his Aragorn costume. It's so, so charming. I love it. (laughs) 
Yeah, there's this one. It's like a really br- short video that like showed up on my YouTube recommended where they're filming and they're like in a it's not even like a lunch break. Like he says in this quote, they were like in between shots and he's like, oh, we have a bit. We have 15 minutes. OK, I'm going to go fish. <laughs> God. <laughs> So cute. I love it. I I love it. I love that he like, like adopted the horses. I love that he had gotten to the part where he like, probably he gets arrested for like waving his sword I don't think he got arrested. But yeah, he would take his sword with him. And yet a cop at least like stopped him and was like, what's the story? He would take his sword with him to like go train and members of the public would call the police and be like, there's this dude here at our gym and he has a sword. He's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I love that. Like, full disclaimer that I'm getting to a point now where I'm losing track of the facts that I have shared before. So I might have shared this one already, but who knows? It's always still fun to hear about Viggo Mortensen being a real life ranger. He did his own stunts for the movie. He also insisted on using the real steel sword instead of a significantly lighter aluminum or rubber sword that were um, manufactured to be safer for shooting battle sequences and stunts. Was his reasoning that it just like won't look as real because you won't have the weight? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know the exact reasoning, but I believe it that he would be like, no, I have to do the real thing. Otherwise, it's not going to be realistic. Yeah. He'll be like, well, if they can't see how hard I'm working, they won't believe it. And it's like, well, I also don't believe in trolls, but thank you, Vigo. Yeah, yeah. And that concludes this week's segment of Is Vigo Mortensen Actually a Ranger? I think he is. He is <laughs> he Team Try. He is Team Try. I have, oh, 100%. Oh, Vigo Mortensen, but 100%. If we have an apocalypse and we, like, come out of the apocalypse again and we have to, like, rebuild society. He will be king. He would be our king. He, he would be will, our president. He will rise as our like, king. And I won't be there to see it because I will have absolutely died. Oh, yeah, I will have died. Uh-huh. Oh, actually, before we go to the the last scene of this section, I, of course, need to do this week's segment of Is Viggo Mortensen Actually a Ranger? Yes, I've been waiting. (laughs) This trivia fact is actually from fellowship of the ring whoops because i don't know why it was in sometimes the the trivia gets like mixed up when it's like being sorted between the three movies so i didn't have i didn't find this fact until recently but i'm gonna share it now anyway because lawrence mccowry's vision was impaired while he was made up to look like lurts so this is the the orc leader that kills boromir and that aragorn has the fight with at the end of fellowship he could not pull punches during the sequences when he battles aragorn in hand-to-hand combat. Rather than have McCowry do this sequence over until he could pull his punches, Viggo Mortensen decided to fight back just as realistically, making the physical blows completely real. <laughs> so he really fought an Urukai. <laughs> yeah. 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 So his vision was impaired, so he couldn't do stage combat punches. So they were real punches. And rather than waiting until he had, I don't know, practiced enough in order to in order for him to do stage combat, Viggo Mortensen was like, no, let's just throw hands. Let's go. (laughs) This fact just makes me scream. Oh, my God. Okay. so what I'm about to read is word for word, like from the trivia section that I have on on Amazon video for this this for Return of the King. Because it was still littered with mines and bombs that hadn't gone off, the army had to sweep the field with metal detectors to, quote, make the danger for the actors, actresses, and extras acceptable at least. (laughs) What does that mean? That makes it sound like the actors, like... That that they were like, oh, you're being a bunch of babies. It's just a bunch of, it's just a couple mines and bombs that hadn't got off. Like, what? 
What? There's a part in the in the behind the scenes of the extended editions where Vigo Mortensen and Carl Urban are kind of explaining it, and they're like, "Yeah, so the police and the the uh, experts come up and go, this is a mine, this is a bomb, and there might be a few of them sticking out of the ground. Don't touch them." Oh. My God. And so I was also half expecting to read, just given all of the all of the trivia I've read about Viggo Mortensen, I was half expecting for this fact to be followed up with like, and then Viggo Mortensen stumbled across a bomb and diffused it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was expecting to read something about him diffusing a bomb. So much happens to Viggo Mortensen oh, during these movies. God. Like, he almost just... drowned. He lost a tooth. He bought his horse and like learned how to ride. He carried the whole sword. Like and it at its actual weight, like Vigo was Aragorn in every sense of the yeah, word. Yeah. So this, so so this will bring us. I was gonna, I was gonna wait a, a, for another scene, but I think this will be the natural transition into this week's segment of Is Vigo Mortensen actually a ranger? <laughs> <laughs> so Vigo Mortensen began a tradition of greeting felt I don't know necessarily side note if this is like a actual like Vigo Mortensen is he a ranger fact it's just a fun fact about Vigo Mortensen <laughs> I'm alright with it Vigo Mortensen began a tradition of greeting fellow Lord of the Ring co-stars with a headbutt which Elijah Wood called an act of quote spontaneous violent love <laughs> Dominic Monaghan said in a Reddit AMA recently, Vigo conducted a long-running headbutting prank, which involved him headbutting you quite violently. He almost knocked me out at my birthday party with a headbutt. It continues to this day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Vigo, we could make a movie about Vigo Mortensen. Forget the Lord yeah. of the Rings. Let's have our Vigo biopic. He would yeah. play himself. I don't care how old he is at that point. Just do it. He is yeah. He is a, a character unto himself. I will use this opportunity to go into this week's segment of Is Vigo Mortensen Actually a Ranger? So, like Billy Boyd earlier in this movie, Vigo Mortensen composed the tune and sung the part to the song that Aragorn sings at his coronation. This part doesn't actually have to do with Vigo Mortensen. This is just about the song. The translation of the elvish words runs, Out of the great sea to the middle earth I am come. In this place I will abide in my heirs unto the ending world. This is, according to the book, the same verse Ellen Dill sang when he first arrived in Middle Earth from Numenor. And then also adding one more, is Vika Mortensen actually a ranger sort of kind of fact slash interpretation into the mix. So Vika Mortensen was not the first person, not the, f- or not the first actor considered for the role of Aragorn. And they had actually started filming with a different actor when Peter Jackson was like, no, we need we need someone different. So they found Viggo Mortensen, and he originally wasn't interested in accepting it. Eventually, he did because his son convinced him to do so. And Casey Winters in our Discord actually pointed out that this is really fitting that Viggo Mortensen initially didn't want to accept the role because Aragorn also didn't want to accept. Doesn't want to be the king. The role as king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I didn't. I did not know that. It's yeah. very cool. I just think all of that's great. I believe this will conclude the last segment of Is Vigo Mortensen Actually a Ranger? What's the answer? The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still feel I I I think there's I think I pretty much shared 
over the course of covering the movies, every single fact that could possibly be connected to Viggo Mortensen and the filming of these movies. There might be like one or two that I missed. I know there was something about he, there was a knife that was thrown at him in fellowship in the battle at the end that was actually a real knife and he flicks it away with his sword and that supposedly wasn't supposed to happen but they kept it in and then there's I don't know it's probably some random things but basically I have I I know everything there is to know about Viggo Mortensen filming Lord of the Rings yeah and I'm pretty I'm pretty proud of that fact you know (laughs) there are worse there are worse things to know a lot of So this is actually going to bring us to our first and only segment of, I don't think Viggo Mortensen is actually a ranger. Oh, no. (laughs) Plot twist. Because (laughs) uh, the last shot of principal photography was when the newly crowned Aragorn bows to the four hobbits. Although Viggo Mortensen did not need to be on set for that day, he nevertheless insisted on attending. He didn't have a crown. It wasn't necessary since he wasn't being filmed. So he fashioned one out of paper. With each successive take, the crown was becoming more ornate and sillier as crew members kept decorating it. So the four actors playing the hobbits often had difficulty suppressing their giggles. <laughs> and I love that moment of hearing about Vika Mort. There's another moment coming up too later on. Hearing about Vika Mortensen just being very silly and it's very mm-hmm. un-Aragorn, but breaks, I love it. Breaks the glass of that like regal nobility mm-hmm. that he, he has. And that concludes this week's segment of Is Vigo Mortensen? Is Vigo Mortensen? Is Vigo Mortensen actually, actually a ranger? ranger. <laughs> Strider. Uh, <laughs> then all of a sudden they are attacked by what look like rangers of some kind that pop out of nowhere. And my homeboy, my son, appears. It is Faramir, um, and he finds Sam and Frodo and kidnaps them, and you're kind of like, what? Because it just leaves them there for that moment. But when he appeared, I was I was just so happy. Oh, they don't say who it is. Do you know who it is? Yeah, it's Faramir. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be this big reveal. No, it's my favorite boy ever in the world. <laughs> because I did not know what disappointment was yet to come. With what they did with my son in this movie and how they decimated his character, which actually I don't think we will get. Yeah, that's that won't be until that won't be until next week that I get into that. But uh, there are some major changes with Book Faramir that I do not appreciate. (laughs) I love him in a in a weird way in which I both want to marry him and adopt him. <laughs> he needs somebody to love him. You know, I don't care how or who. He just needs somebody to love him. I volunteer his tribute. Faramir sees the ring and is like, we're going to use this as a weapon for Gondor. And we're going to, I think the line he says is like a chance for Faramir to show his quality. And I'm like, Faramir, you are already a man of quality. You just need to stop <laughs> doing what you are doing right now. That noise was me slamming my fist on the table. Oh, yeah. And it's. <laughs> Came through clearly. Um, oh, yeah. And so this other thing about Faramir being tempted by the ring. I hate this. Peter Jackson felt that in the book, Faramir's casual refusal to seek the ring was anticlimactic and inconsistent with the ring's effects on others. This is why he added in the... This is also... This is the phrase that is used in the trivia. I, I didn't put this in. The now controversial subplot of Faramir taking Frodo and Sam captive in Osgiliath. And I'm like, okay, Peter Jackson, 
You just casually think you know better than Tolkien? All right. Yeah. Then he does this dramatic reveal and says, he was my brother. We get a close-up of those sad, as I'm going to say several times throughout the next couple minutes, those sad Faramir eyes. He like chokes up as he says, he was my brother. (sighs) And it's just a punch in the gut. We get this scene. I just screamed like the whole time. And I just (laughs) like I uh, it, it like it. It pains, it pains me. So so this scene, it's called The Sons of the Steward. It's a brand new scene, not in the theatrical edition at all. Whew. Okay, so yes. So we have this flashback to Osgiliath. They have just taken Osgiliath back. Boromir is like, the city is ours again. And everyone's like, Boromir, Boromir, Boromir. <laughs> we see Faramir. Oh my God, he's so happy. And it... It hurts me. It hurts me because of like what I know happens, you know, and to see how far both he and Boromir, you know, have fallen. Mm. So he is very happy and he runs over and he hugs his brother and Boromir is such a good big brother. And he's like, oh, little brother. And just stab me in the heart already. (laughs) And so they're toasting and cheersing and they're happy. And then Faramir notices Denethor is here. Denethor praises Boromir, of course, his favorite son, and is like, Boromir, you did such a good job. I love you the most. His only son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And even Faramir, Faramir like stays back. He's like, I'm not going over there. I'm not going to talk to them. Then Boromir is again he's such a good brother big brother and it's like oh but Faramir was also like it wasn't just me Faramir did a lot and this is when they're like how many how many times can we have Denethor insult Faramir in this three minute scene let's start that count now and it's so painful every time he says I know Faramir's uses and they are few Mm -hmm. again just stabs me in the heart and (laughs) And Denethor's like, but never mind this random kid who's not my son. Um, <laughs> my only son, what I would like you to do is go to Rivendell. Faramir steps up and is like, oh, well, if someone needs to go to Rivendell, how, how about I go? And I gasped at this moment. Denethor says, a chance for Faramir, captain of Gondor, to show his quality. And I, I gasped so loud because... I had, you know, having seen the theatrical edition first, this is something that Faramir says. And of course, like, uh, you know, watching the movies, I have I have the context from the books that like, oh, he's only doing this for his dad, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the fact that like, this is literally what Denethor says in a like mocking tone to him and then Faramir says it word for word later on is so good I don't want to say good because it hurts me it's so good this one scene does so much for movie movie Faramir's portrayal yeah this one thing it it really does change a lot yeah Faramir is handing Frodo and Sam over to some other guards to take them to Gondor. He says, take them to Minas Tirith like, and my father. Tell my father this is a gift from Faramir. You see it in his eyes of like, I'm going to prove my worth to daddy. 
and he is going to love me finally. I just wanted to go over and shake him and be like, you are already a man of quality. You don't need to prove yourself to your father because you are already a man of quality without any of this what's happening nope, here. daddy issues. If you would if you had just followed the what happened are you guys I, guess, I don't know if you guys are are on tiktok or whatever but there's a sound that goes what happened to the original plot of the movie and that's what it is with faramir's character of he was supposed to let them go and was supposed to be real chill and the reason is because sam if he had just said this like three hours earlier to when they were still in their little hideout area None of this would be happening. Sam says, like, don't you get it? Don't you get what happened to your brother? Boromir died because he got taken over by the ring and tried to take it from Frodo. And he died because of it, you idiot. And you see, that's the only thing that Faramir is finally like, oh, oh. So they do show Faramir is like, oh, take these storm drains. They'll lead you out into the forest. Sam says... You have shown your quality, the highest quality. And the look on Faramir's face, I was screaming because you know (laughs) in that moment, he was like, you know, the approval coming from this hobbit that I barely know feels better than approval from my father, almost. Well, the Shire must be a wonderful place where gardeners are held in high regard. Oh, so, okay, question. Do we think that was actually, do we think that was Faramir like just being nice? Or do we think Faramir actually thinks gardeners are held in a high regard in the Shire? I, I don't know. <laughs> just, I have no idea. Because they don't know anything about hobbits, so. Right. Like that line is delivered pretty genuinely. Oh, I don't know. Both. <laughs> it's so wholesome. However, I will they're say. Good, they're a good match, though. They're a good match because mm-hmm. it's so fitting because Faramir falls in love with the first woman he sees. <laughs> Just like Eowyn <laughs> falls in love with the first man who treats her decently. Right. <laughs> you know? Like, they are they very much give off vibes of, like, I just want someone to love me. I mean, Faramir absolutely just wants absolutely someone to love God. him. I did re- lovesick, puppy-eyed mm-hmm. Faramir. Absolutely. He's been sad-eye Faramir up until now. No, it's lovesick puppy. Give the man someone to love him and cuddle him. This next scene is called The Captain and the White Lady. Oh, yeah. This is where they recite poetry to each other and make smoochy eyes. So looks off into the distance. She's like, the city is so quiet. And Faramir says, like, the the first spring rain. Mm -hmm. And it's clearly, like, setting up this dynamic of, like, Eowyn's just been depressed her whole life. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then now, finally, like, someone good is going to come into her life Mm -hmm. who is going to, like bring her out of that depression which is great yeah kind of showing i don't know how they like complement each other how in the moments where she'll be sad and depressed he'll Mm. be like i don't know i think that's i think it's it looks like just some rain right whatever right and she can give him love that he's been lacking in his life they exchange they they look she turns and looks at him and they look at each other and then they you see a shot where they hold hands okay yeah and then she leans her head down and they kind of like and they snuggle a little bit snuggle yeah and that's it and that's (laughs) (laughs) and i just wanted them to kiss i thought they were gonna kiss they didn't kiss they held hands instead and cuddled they cuddled kiss Uh, I 10 out of 10 think that Eowyn and Faramir would both be the type to fall in love just by, like, making eyes across the room at each other. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, that's how Eowyn got. That's how exactly. Eowyn that's got how she fell in love with Aragorn. Yes. That's her love language is so. making googly eyes across a room. They're so cute. They are so cute. Also, they're color coordinating. I should have that. They match. Aww. Yep. I know one of them. Okay, this is where we're going to get our minute. One of them <laughs> is Gimli's father, Gloin. And Ethan, you now have the floor. Tell me how you pronounce Gimli's father's name and why do you defend that way? It's it's Gloin. Is that not what I'm saying? No, you're Gloin. saying Gloin. Oh, so you're saying like Gloin, but with kind of like a Scottish accent, so it's yes. Gloin. Yes, it's 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 G L O I N. There's Gloin. a there's an accent on the O. Gloin and Gloin. It's not, but like, but it's it doesn't it, it yes it is the the same thing that we're saying. This is what I was trying to cram across earlier, but it doesn't rhyme with Gloin. Like it, yes, it does. it does. No, it doesn't. It's it's. You're just mad that it rhymes with the with the no, gross I, word. because it doesn't though. Like it's two sounds that are next to each other. It's, it's not, not one sound. This is my other thing: is you think "gloin" is two syllables? It's one syllable. Maybe two syllables is the wrong word. So it's just it, it like. Groin, so then, groin, 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 groin. You're just focusing too much on the fact that it rhymes, but it with, but it legitimately, groin. it doesn't. It just, it's not it just d- the fact that groin is a gross word and gloin is a gross word. It's it gloin. just it's softer than that for me though. Like it, the way that I read it and the way I I I hear the names of the two dwarves that that rhyme and the way I hear every character except Gandalf say it, including the 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 one that you think is oin. It is oin. It's not. No, it's it's more like it's, it's not Owen. No, it's more like Owen, but like run together. Owen is the name of a football player in high school, not the name of a dwarf. Yeah, I went to summer camp with a guy named Owen Brannigan. Eyes are very guys. important. Every every vowel in these damn okay, languages. But the O's. Gets, this is where this is where you lose me because the O's have the accent. Yes. So the emphasis is on the O. Oin. Gloin. The fact that the glowing. O, the fact that the O is accented means it gets to be an O by itself. That's how no. language works. I did this no. for ten years. It means that it has emphasis. That is what the accent is. The emphasis is on the O. Oin. Owen. Gloin. 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 Thrain. You're just Thrain. That is where you are so wrong. You. <laughs> Thorin, you th- son of Thrain. It's Thorin. It's, it's Thorin. not Thrain. Thrain. It's not it Thrain. It is, though. I refuse it to is. believe it's Thrain. It's I made what I said earlier. Rise with Train. Eyes are important. All the vowels are very important in Tolkien. If an American was to read the name of Boromir without being told how to say it first, they would say Bormer. But that, no, they wouldn't Bormer. say Bormer. Yes, they would. They would yes. say Bormir. No, they wouldn't. Yeah, they no, would. No, they wouldn't. Boromir. The only other word I can think of that that ends in ir is. Faramir. I think they would say bormer if it was er. I think if it was er at it the would, end, it, they would say bormer. It would, it, the the middle o would become an uh, a schwa uh, an uh sound. Well, here's the th- here's the thing though about boromir is that in the our Eng- our American language, we naturally slur and shorten a lot of pronunciations and vowels Correct. and everything. So boromir, bo- boromir. Boromir, 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 (laughs) kill me now. Boromir, because in a natural conversation, Sean Bean is the actor who played Boromir. It naturally ends up sounding like Boromir. 
Sean Bean's because not in America. Because you know it's Boromir. If you say Boromir. Because you know it's Boromir. But Sean Bean's not an American. But I'm not going to say Boromir. But, you, but that's how Boromir. they say it. Yeah. but they, that, they say Gandalf. They have different dialects G- here. Like, my name has a whole bunch of different pronunciations here in America. Like, I could be Tyler. It's just Tyler. Or Tyler. Or <laughs> Tyler. There's... Tyler. <laughs> so this is where, like, I tweeted the poll as a joke. How do you pronounce Gloin? Is it Gloin or Gloin? <laughs> And that's the thing is you were like someone actually replied with the correct pr- a link with the correct pronunciation and I heard it the way I pronounce and I the heard way it I'm the way I pronounce it. Glowing. Your Twitter poll is useless. It's glowing. Okay, that's fine. If it really bothers you that much, you can think that. I'm not gonna agree with you no matter what you but say. But you're wrong. But I'm not. They say glowing in every instance in the movie. No, at no point do Elrond they say glowing. Doesn't. Aragorn doesn't. The ring cannot be destroyed, Gimli, son of Gloin. This is Gimli, son of Gloin. No, at no instance do they go up on the eye. I'm not saying they go up on the eye. I'm saying it's a different sound than groin. They ro- It's the same sound. <sighs> and that concludes this week's. Uh, pronunciation guide. Pronunciation guide. That's what I'm talking about. How do you say those words? Pronunciation guide brought to you by Ethan and Mary Clay. So this is uh, this is a very pivotal point in that's what I'm talking about, listeners. Because so Molly, for your context, reading the books, I did not like Sam. Um, I he I just really? found, I found him really annoying. <laughs> oh my god! I I bet if that's I went I bet if me. I went back and read the books, I would still kind of find him annoying. Um, because in the books, their relationship is a lot more like master servant, and it just makes mm-hmm. me uncomfortable rather than just that's like. Fair. Rather than just, you know, close companions who are like equals. So I was very annoyed with Sam in the books and everyone was telling me, oh, well, he's much better in the movies. And I was always like, yeah, he yeah, he's definitely getting better. He's better. This was the moment where I was like, Sam, Sam is right. I'm with Sam on this one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost. I was like, yeah, Sam, get him. What up? It's Mary Clip from the future. I forgot to mention while recording that I have some audio clips from my first reactions to Return of the King that I will insert every now and then like right here. Sam, oh, oh, my Go, Sam. He's poisoned you against me. Oh, my God. Frodo. You would be dead. I get why everyone likes Sam. I'm so glad I have that on camera. (laughs) I still don't like him that much, but like, I understand it, because when they do this in the movie, it's much, you're much more sympathetic to him. Right. And then, so they get taken to this room where the, like, goblin leader is, and then we get an even more horrifying detail that I'm just so mad at Tolkien for giving us. I know we didn't need it. Go ahead. He says, <laughs> I am afraid that was the last they ever saw of those excellent little ponies, including a jolly, sturdy little white fellow that Elrond had lent to Gandalf since his horse was not suitable for the mountain paths. For goblins eat horses and ponies and donkeys and other much more dreadful things, and they are always hungry. So... I had to close my book at the part for a second. I'm just like, I'm like, why? I, oh, why I screamed. I screamed. And I, <laughs> I was like, why? Why? Like, we could have just not seen them again and we would have filled in the gaps. We didn't need 
You and could, then to like single out and like and a particularly jolly one too. Yeah, that one got eaten too. So yeah. like I and I, I just feel it deep in my heart because like Bill the Pony is one of my favorite characters <laughs> in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> you know? And I love yeah. me some Shadow Facts moments. So like getting to know the horses in Lord of the Rings and then coming around to this, this that terrible detail that they ate. So this was where I really started to be like, oh, it's kind. It's not just like a happy-go-lucky children's story. Because back in the day, we like parents would tell their children the most terrifying things and have no idea that it would traumatize them for life. You know. So this this is where I was like, oh, it's kind of Grimm Brothers esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more of that line of children's stories yeah. for sure. Because like, I don't know that. I'm glad I didn't have this read to me as a child. I don't know what oh, yeah. I would have done with that as a child. <laughs> um, I can tell you if I ever like read the if I ever have children and I decide to like read this to them, I'm gonna skip over that part. <laughs> You're gonna make some edits. <laughs> yeah. My I'm gonna read through it and I'm gonna go in with a Sharpie and I'm gonna black out. <laughs> Don't don't worry about that part. And the thing is, it's not needed. <laughs> and then my kids are going to come to it later and be like in adulthood or like when they're teenagers and be like, oh, my God, my mom <laughs> censored the Hobbit from me. What the heck? <laughs> it's necessary. That 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 in particular is rough. Oh, actually, another Friends reference that I remembering is there's one episode where Phoebe realizes that her mom like lied about all of the like sad stories or movies when they were kids and like because they're watching old yeller or something and she's Mm -hmm. like it's okay because he gets better and the end and they're like phoebe that's not what happens and so she has to watch all of these movies that her mom (laughs) would like just turn it off and be like and that's the end (laughs) um so that's what i'll do with the hobbit yeah I have I'm a quick question <laughs> about Gollum. When they say that, uh, when when he's trying to figure out what's in Bilbo's pocket, he goes through mm-hmm. a list of things that are in his that pocket. In his pocket, yeah. That's oh shoot, yeah. I wrote that down. The list of Does Gollum even have pockets? Okay, he's wearing he has pockets. He has pockets. There's some weird Shire. In the his stuff pockets. in his pockets is wild. He's got six teeth, and he has a stone that he uses to sharpen those six teeth. <laughs> In his pocket. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, let's see. Okay, yeah, let me yeah, let me go back and, and read this because it says he thought of all the things he kept in his own pockets. Fish bones, goblins' teeth, uh-huh. wet shells, uh-huh. a bit of bat wing, Why? a sharp stone to sharpen his fangs on, uh-huh. and other nasty things. Yeah. What are you doing? Why are your pockets um, actually, <laughs> you know what? This reminds me. I don't know if either of you guys have um, played Stardew Valley before, uh-huh. but um, this reminds me a lot of like when you go into the mines in Stardew and Valley. Your pockets are full of garbage, <laughs> and you have like you literally like you have like bug meat and uh-huh. like monster slime, and you have like ninety nine stones. <laughs> you think Gollum's just waiting to uh, trade these for some better things? He's he's got pockets full of bat wings to craft some uh what the f- do you craft with bat wings i don't, I don't even know i think it's like bombs or something, something good yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right yeah. so Fine. excuse me Gollum. keep your shire in your pockets it's useful <laughs> yeah he's just hoarding everything to like maybe craft something later i don't know but yeah like what pockets what is also, he wearing these are large he's wearing pants. these are large pockets yeah there's a lot of stuff in them <laughs> just the idea of like Gollum cargo and, pants. and a pair of like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you know what though? A lot of pockets. You know what? 
Cargo pants checks out with Gollum. <laughs> that checks out. pants thoughts today, apparently. I'm like sorry. That, those, those ideas, like, vibe completely yes. with me. Like, go- yes. Gollum mm-hmm. wearing cargo pants makes sense mm-hmm. to me. Now, question, are they the kind of cargo pants where, like, you unzip them at the knee and they become shorts? Yes. yes. <laughs> and he's definitely, like, lost one of them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's good. Yeah. One yeah. long Ooh. pant, one short pant. <laughs> and then we get this very mysterious shadow figure comes out of nowhere and, and goes to, for whatever reason, goes to shoot the dwarves. I don't understand, like, why he's, like, coming out. Like, when we learn about his character. Yeah, why is he going to in shoot the, them? Why does he going to shoot them? That doesn't really make sense. But whatever. I love a good, dramatic, mysterious entrance for one of my favorite characters in the book, considering that we knew nothing about him in the book, essentially. Very true. Yeah, so this dude comes in, and we don't know his name yet, but it's Bard, everyone. Our homeboy Bard is here, and he looks like Will Turner. He really does. When he first appeared, my first one, I was like, wait, he's hot? I was like, you got, no one told me Bard was hot. This is outstanding news. They really like went out of their way, I feel, to like costume him in a hot way and his like wig is hot. They like went out of their way to be like, and by the way, he's hot. And then like, as the movie is going on, I was like, he just like, he looks so familiar. I can't quite place my finger on it. He's kind of giving me Antonio Banderas vibes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's going on? And my friend I was watching it with goes, he looks, he looks like Will Turner and I was like he looks like Will Turner he looks like Will Turner and Inigo Montoya yeah there's like a it's like a real solid cross-section of those two characters exactly yeah and so I was like how did how did they have Orlando Bloom in this cast and then how did they costume Bard to look the way he did and not a single person was like hey do you know who this looks don't like you think <laughs> yeah or maybe they did and they were like that's great maybe, let's roll with it maybe maybe what women want is two orlando two orlando blooms, blooms in one movie against yeah. all odds yeah exactly <laughs> two orlando's against the world the science said it couldn't be done but it could <laughs> yeah. oh i totally forgot to mention the dumbest thing in this entire section which is Galadriel deadlifting Gandalf. (laughs) (laughs) And it looks so dumb. And I, I like burst out laughing the first time I saw it. And I was just like, this looks so ridiculous. This is so ridiculous. No one has ever established that like Galadriel has like brute force strength (laughs) to lift a fully grown, completely dead weight wizard it looks so dumb okay here it is yeah so for the scene where galadriel is picking up gandalf a dummy of sir ian mckellen was used first of all i find that hilarious because without this fact it implies that kate blanchett just (laughs) (laughs) deadlifted ian mckellen And they named the dummy Michael Gambin. It was even included with the name on call sheets as seen in the appendices documentary because Gambin and McKellen were sometimes mistaken for one another. So they made a dummy of Ian McKellen and they named it Michael Gambin. Which is very funny to me, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Galadriel just... I'm never going to get over that image. It's so 
Ridiculous. What happens? Yeah, so she lifts him again and puts him on the sleigh and Radigast carries him off. And Gandalf's all like, come with me. Which was really oh, yeah. weird. Weird. Yeah, yeah. it was so real weird. weird. It's like, no, someone's got to stay here and do something because Saruman has the backbone of an eclair. And <laughs> that, was a John Mul- that was a John Mulaney joke. That was not an original joke from me. Um, I want to be clear. And Elrond is trying his best. So someone's got to stay here and do something. Sauron slash the necromancer, the like dark shadowy figure, whatever comes up. And then we get that eye of Sauron effect. And then the ghost wraiths kind of like fall in line with him it, as like the the like flame. This is so hard to describe <laughs> in an audio <laughs> medium, but it makes the eye of Sauron. <laughs> whatever. Then... Galadriel straight up turns into the girl from The Ring. I was just (laughs) thinking that exact thing. Thank you. Thank you. I laughed for, I had to pause the movie because I was laughing so hard. When I tell you my first, the first time I watched this movie, I was just like, up till now, I was like, okay, whatever. This is cool. And then this part, this battle comes in and I was just like, what is happening? And she, it maybe wouldn't have, it maybe wouldn't have been so jarring if we like slowly see her turn into it, but she literally just like slowly rises up into the frame and she looks like Samara. Uh, listeners, if you have never seen The Ring, if you were not, if you were not a teenager and or adult in the like mid 2000s, you know, <laughs> Um, calling your friends and saying, you're going to die in seven days. I have never the seen ring. The Ring, and I know what the girl <laughs> oh, from The haven't? Ring looks like. Hell no, I don't watch horror movies. <laughs> so I, I feel like whatever people are imagining, even just from like the vaguest cultural zeitgeist knowledge, it's like that is that is correct. That's what she looks like. She looks drowned. Yes, exactly. It's like the girl who crawls out of the well, and then she crawls out of the TV, and she has hair all in her face, and she's in like a white nightgown. She looks exactly like that girl. And it's also even funnier because I'm like, I get it because she's you. She is using her ring. Really? Now, in the middle of my podcast, she looks like the girl from the ring, and she is using her ring. And I hate how that connects. <laughs> <laughs> Again, That's incredible. It's fine. We have to wait it out with Jesse all the time too. She lives like right around the corner from a fire station. Yeah, Galadriel looks ridiculous. And then her voice effect oh, I think is even <laughs> stupider. You have no power. Yeah. It's not scary and it just sounds like Kate Blanchett is doing this by herself and is like, You dare disturb me <laughs> and it's like no, no, Kate, Kate, you don't have to. We're going to do that in post. And then they were like, ah, don't worry about it. She did a good enough job, I guess. <laughs> it's. I feel like this, the the CGI, the whole situation is made worse by the fact that they did it with CGI instead of with makeup. Because, like, at least the girl from The Ring looks scary because, like, they made that actor look like that in, in yeah. makeup, you know? But this is, like, all CGI. <clears throat> so it just looks... Like it's supposed to be scary, you know. Like she reminds me of 
from one of the scary movie parodies yes. doing yeah. The Ring. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> so back on Legolas's side of the story, a bridge is collapsing. <laughs> and um, this is the moment earlier where I was like, I wrote a paragraph about it. Don't worry. I literally had to pause this. Because it's, I forgot that this happened because I don't, if you love this moment, great. It's so terrible. It's so terrible. Okay, so what happens, (laughs) listeners? A bridge is collapsing and the individual stones and bricks are falling and Legolas is stepping onto them as they are falling until he reaches the top. Would have been a totally fine move if they just did it in regular speed. But it's so, they put it in slow motion, like excessively slow Mm -hmm. motion. Um, It's so CGI'd fake looking, like it's very clearly Orlando Bloom, like on wires (laughs) running (laughs) and it's terrible. It's, It's really, again, again, this movie is great if you believe that it is Bilbo telling a tall tale and made exclusively yes. for 14-year-olds who don't understand the laws of physics. <laughs> I would have loved this movie as a kid. And honestly, I think that's kind of... At this point in the movie, it definitely feels like that's how they're marketing it. Because people that watch The Lord of the Rings are like, Alright, I'll forgive the elephant thing. I'll forgive the shield surfing thing. This is too much. This is too... It's it's too it's, Legolas. Yes, yes. We've had too much. It's enough slices! <laughs> <laughs> It is enough slices. That sound will be, I mean, it's already old at the time we're recording. It'll be ancient when this episode comes out. What happens? What happens next? I don't remember, I don't remember how, but Bolg dies. Bolg dies. Legolas kills yeah. him in some Legolas capacity. Legolas jumps up on the rocks of the, of the collapsing bridge and does a cool parkour trick. And uh, that's that's it. And, kill, and, and kills, kill, and kills Yeah, Bolg. I know he kills that yeah. thing. Bolg, whether or not it's Bolg, we don't mm. know. And then we get to Lake Town, where no one is wearing pants. Nope. <laughs> it's so so. Here's the thing: all of the men are wearing these. It's a look. Mm-hmm. They're wearing these like thigh high gladiator sandals, uh-huh. and then these tunics that are shorter than even like a dress that I would wear. These are like you know? Roman centurion kind of situation with the the skirt short kind of situation but it's like it's like a it's a short Mm -hmm. it's a short tunic Mm -hmm. and it's made even like more homoerotic by the (laughs) fact that there are no women here no (laughs) there's not a single woman (laughs) Um, now i'd like to know the uh (laughs) frank and bats were just sexist (laughs) they i mean they didn't hey women didn't exist back then so well it's not even that i mean tolkien just didn't write them in to this book yeah no that's true it's not even oh there aren't any you know Mm -hmm. female dwarves or like bilbo's Mm -mm. not a woman or anything there aren't they don't even animate any background no no, there's no background female villagers they're like we have one cell that we can work with and we're just going to copy it over and over and uh, they all look the same it's fine we'll just change their face yeah all the men look the same Mm -hmm. except for Bard, bard who has a terrific classic 70s mustache <laughs> he looks oh my like god Burt it's Reynolds. amazing <laughs> yes but i'm into it i'm mm-hmm. into it also there's a shot where again because none of them are wearing pants mm. he has very muscular legs mm-hmm. i'm just pointing that up 
Of note, however, if someone who's not animated like that is someone skulking in the corner. Gee, I wonder who that is. Um, also, he has no pants on. He has no, no pants. pants. He has no pants. Where are his pants? Oh, my God. Um, oh is my he not God. cold? Are you not cold? Just, he oh, doesn't my gosh. Get cold. He doesn't get cold. So he and Pippin and Sam run into a room or something, and then there's a very long pan to the other side of the room, and it's Strider. Uh, like we said, he so he's wearing a tunic that goes to, like, let me put it this Mid-thigh. way. If I was wearing that dress, I would feel so exposed. Uh, yeah, I would be yeah. like, that's too short. That's too short. Just like, can't the, bend over. The lightest of breezes, just... and that's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's over. <laughs> yeah. So, and his legs, real thick. Yeah. (laughs) And not only is he, like, bottomless, and, you know, for us, you know, not bending over the slightest of breezes and everything's going to be on advertisement for everybody to see. (laughs) He often is sitting, like, just legs splayed and whatever. I know. anything, but I'm like, this is bold. This is a bold choice. (laughs) He's confident. Um, (laughs) Oh, he also has on... Uh, like knee high leather boots. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I the description Tolkien gives is like made of supple leather, and just the word supple, why, <laughs> just like adds a lot to it. <laughs> I just knew the guy with the Viking helmet was Boromir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he too had no pants on. Yes. No pants. No, I don't think any of the men <laughs> he has wear like pants. um. He has like a Viking, it's like, a so he has a Viking helmet and then he has like a fur like over his shoulders or something and then yeah. a belt and then yeah, a short, another short tunic and no pants. No the pants. thing is though is that that's what um, all of the men in Rankin and Bass's The Hobbit, I haven't watched Return of the King yet, that will mm-hmm. be next week, but um, they do the same thing with their men in their movies where like you get to Lake Town and all of the men just have these really short tunics and they have on like gladiator sandals and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. I don't know why they didn't. Cheaper to animate, I don't, maybe? I don't know. I don't know why they didn't give him pants. Like, yeah. I don't know what the disc- I don't know what the choice was behind Is that. Is it like when I was a kid and, like, I'd play with my Barbies, but I'd slowly lose, like, articles of clothing, and I'm like, it's fine. We can just pretend there's pants. Like, imagine yeah. the pants yourself. <laughs> right. imagine, imagine the pants, the pants yes. <laughs> we're already, with this movie, we're already imagining a lot of other things right. to, like, fill in the gap. <laughs> so, you know, what's one more thing? What's one more thing to imagine pants? Yeah. That's What I'm talking About is a proud member of WBNE. You can learn more about the network by going to WBNE.org, where you will find all of our shows like Bacon and Eggs. Howdy, Yokes. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Hill. And we host Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast. It's the most roll-your-eyes-I've-seen-it-before concept for a show. But with new hosts, I promise. Each week, we sit down together and watch a beloved movie. We start by looking at some critical and concrete points and let our conversation flow from there. We've covered all sorts of movies, from Jaws to Little Women. From the Lego Movie to the Lego Movie 2. From Marvel to Star Wars. From Back to the Future to Back to the Future Part 2. And tangents from our frustrations with fast food. To discussing our fear of the Mighty Loon. So if you want a podcast that makes you laugh, download Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast. With new episodes available every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts, and now on WBNE.org. Ghostbusters 2! I, I, 
My my hope and dream was that you would say that. The cover art is by Vaishon Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at Vaishon Designs. You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com slash user slash pod. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TolkienAboutPod. You can find me on Twitter at MCWhatsApp and Instagram at MCTurnDownForWhat. You can support the podcast by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod to explore the different tiers and perks that are available. You can join Discord for $3 a month. I highly recommend that tier. It's a great group of people to be around. Or you can become a sponsor of the podcast like Irina. Irina, thank you so much for your support of the podcast. I so much appreciate it. And as always, if you like what you're listening to, please rate and review. I've heard that Spotify has now come out with a rating system. So if you listen on Spotify, which according to my Podbean statistics, a lot of you listen on Spotify. So please go ahead, give that some five stars. Go for it. What are you waiting for? All right. I have to close out the episode. I was sitting here recording the credits like, okay, what's next? Right. I have to end the episode. Thank you for listening. Seriously, it's been a really crazy year. Uh, I don't really announce number milestones for the podcast just because that's not something that I personally care about. And I have a weird relationship with numbers and statistics and stuff. Around February or March of this year, the podcast hit 100,000 downloads, which is insane. And then what's even more insane is that a couple weeks ago, the podcast hit 250,000 downloads, which is a quarter of a million downloads. That's bonkers. That is absolutely bonkers. I thank each and every one of you for listening. It is a wild ride. I'm excited for next year. I'm apprehensive about next year because the Silmarillion, I mean, enough said, but we're all going to experience it together and it'll be a good time. And I hope you all have a wonderful end of the holiday season. Enjoy New Year's safely, please. And hopefully next year will treat us all better. And that's what I'm talking about.